but yeah. I'm This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us, uh, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. We give it away freetalklive.com main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content of the site you can submit stuff whatever you find online that you think is interesting maybe a blog post or news article or video that you like that you want to share with the rest of our listeners you submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com and then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like what you have submitted and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com coming up More on the Osama bin Laden story. There are some more updates uh, that have been released today that are are worthy of a mention. We'll get to that. But last night, I mentioned something that was in the news, particularly outrageous, and I wanted to make sure we got to it. So we'll start things out with that tonight. From the Daily Press at vvdailypress.com. It's a California story out of Hemet. An assistant pastor and two elders from Calvary Chapel Hermit, excuse me, Hemet, were arrested for reading the Bible aloud outside of a local Department of Motor Vehicles office. Now, when I first saw the headline, I thought, because the headline is uh, California Highway Patrol arrests Hemet men for reading Bible at DMV. I thought that was going to mean that they were inside Hermits? the office. Like making, uh, you know, making a disruption by reading the Bible kind of in an official place of business. Now, I still would have had a problem with that because it's still a public place. And if you want to go to the public place and read the Bible, you should be able to. You should be able to go to a public place and read whatever you want out loud. But However, I, you're going to run into a real problem there. Yeah, I would have understood maybe a little more. Maybe, maybe I would have understood this a little more had they been inside somewhere and been making a ruckus, were asked to leave, refused to leave, and then were arrested. But that wasn't the case here. These guys were outside. They were outside of a government office, the DMV, they were reading D- the Bible. Were they on DMV property? They were on public property. The three men went to the Hemet DMV February 2nd before it opened, and one of the men started to read the Bible aloud. Less than 30 minutes later, he was arrested for impeding an open business. When you read something like that, you think to yourself, well, clearly he had chained himself to the front door. I mean, he was doing impeding. I mean, he must have been doing something to get in the way of the so-called customers uh, that were coming to the DMV on that particular day. Right. They're not really customers. They're pretty much forced to be there. If you want to travel around in a car, you've got to go to this DMV place and get their permission. But no, they weren't. They weren't chained to the front door. They weren't blocking anyone's entrance. They weren't obstructing the movement of anyone from coming or going to the DMV whatsoever. And I'm not just basing that on the newspaper article here. It's also on video. There's video footage of these guys reading the Bible out in front of the DMV and then having some cop come up to them and 
place them under arrest. It's crazy. So the men believed that they had a First Amendment right to free speech. <laughs> Guess not. As they were standing in a planter. Right, and I want, I want people to listen to this. You know, the idea that, because, you know, we get it all, all the time, all the time on this show. You gotta love the military, cause if, if you didn't, well, if it wasn't for them guys, then you wouldn't have the right to get on the radio mm-hmm. and say what you want. Heard suggesting it so many times that, uh, people who have fought in the military have fought and died for our Bill of Rights. And I would love to believe that that was the case. Me too. I I support anybody who's willing, who believes so firmly in the Bill of Rights that they're willing to die for it, especially if that death actually forwards the rights contained within the Bill of Rights. Um, and I'm not going to say that some people in the military didn't die because they believe they're defending the Bill of Rights. I just don't believe that the vast majority of them died actually forwarding those rights. However, these guys here can't read the Bible on public property yep. without impeding traffic. And I mean, we're they're t- talking about outside. I wonder if they were reading an article from Penthouse, if they would have been treated the same. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so there's more here uh, to the story. The men believe they had a First Amendment right to free speech as they were standing in a planter within the parking lot and were located on public property. Further, they were not interfering with any business of the DMV and were not yelling or disturbing the peace. Ten minutes later, a California Highway Patrolman approached Mackey as he read. Uh, as he read, took out a, the Bible, took the Bible out of his hands, and arrested him. As the CHP officer was arresting him and putting him in his patrol car, the two men who were with him, Assistant Pastor of the Calvary Chapel, Hemet. Brett Conorado and Ed Flores asked the officer what law was he breaking. Instead of identifying a legal violation, the officer asked, were you preaching too? After continuing to ask the officer for a legal violation, Coronado and Flores were also arrested by another CHP officer for asking questions who had come to the DMV and were also cited for impeding an open business. Neither Coronado nor Flores ever read the Bible out loud anywhere on DMV premises. You know, the, the bottom line here is they can arrest them for whatever they want, but That's it may right. not hold up in court. It's, it may be one of those, those situations where it gets thrown out. But that doesn't. But, but agree. That doesn't mean that it will create any kind of precedent or, or stop them from doing this in, in the future. In many cases, the cops know that if they do what you're suggesting, Wayne, and that is they just arrest somebody and then have the charges thrown out later— they know that they can they can get away with it. They know right. that it's going to accomplish what they want, and that is to remove the unwanted person if, from the gov- the government's uh, property. There. If a person w- is within their rights to stand on public property along a sidewalk near a planter and read the Bible out loud, then uh, they are within their rights also to walk down the street. So if a cop feels like just picking somebody up off the street and throwing them in jail for the afternoon on some trumped-up charge and then dropping it afterwards... I don't want police officers to be able to do that. I mean, to me, that that's mm-hmm. a broken judicial system. Yeah. And I know that that's the case. I know that if you talk a little smack to an officer, you could go to the, you, you'll go to jail for hours and hours and have your day ruined. Go talk to Julian Heichlin. He doesn't ever necessarily even talk smack to him. He just goes to courthouses around the country and hands out jury nullification info. He's been arrested like a dozen times for that. And almost every time the charges are dropped. Pamphleting on yeah. public property. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it's uh, cops should be graded, so to speak, on the good arrests they make. 
because if you have if, if you're a cop and you let's say you have 100 arrests a year and and, and 90, 90 of them are thrown out then you're not doing your job properly mm. yeah well uh, cops are <laughs> are rated on how well they follow orders from their superiors unfortunately so again, two of the men, not even uh, they hadn't even read the Bible. The other guy reading the Bible, all three of them arrested, charged with the same so-called crime of impeding an open business. Jennifer Monk, uh, associate, associate general counsel for the Advocates for Faith and Freedom, says this is an abuse of power on the part of the CHP. The arresting officer could find no appropriate penal code to use when arresting these men. The purpose of the arrests appears to have been to censor them. The legal group has filed a federal lawsuit on behalf of the men who are subsequently released after the arrests for violation of their right to free speech and for unlawful arrests. So if we hear any more on this issue, we will certainly let you know. But it's it's very interesting to see this one follow what happened, uh, I believe it was last week, where a couple of our listeners were arrested. Also in California, uh, in this case, they were arrested for having a sign and for having a mask. So this is it's just so crazy. I mean it's there's there's never any let up in the amount of insane stories coming out of this this country. These just obvious, clear and obvious violations of the so-called first amendment or second amendment or whatever, you know, you name the amendment, they've all they been violated. violated. Generally not the third amendment. And what about yeah. those Amish farmers who just got busted for selling raw milk? Yeah, there's that too. 1-800-259-9231. Yet at the same time that things like this are going on, you've got people celebrating the streets about the supposed freedom that we have in this country. What freedom? There's not a single so-called freedom it seems that they haven't infringed upon or just taken away completely. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. So we were telling you about a story out of California where the California Highway Patrol, uh, California Highway Patrol has arrested three men for freedom of speech. One of them was reading the Bible. The other two were nearby. And they've been arrested and charged with impeding an open business, which I don't know if that's a misdemeanor or a violation or whatever it is, but it doesn't matter. These guys had their freedom taken away from them because they were doing something that the government didn't like. Somebody at the DMV didn't like the fact that these guys were out front from some local church group or whatever. And I don't care what you think about the Bible. I'm no fan of it myself. But I think people should be able to read it 
if they want to. And if they're standing in a public, so-called public place, whether it be a public park, whether it be out front of City Hall, whether it be out front of the DMV, I think they are fully within their rights to be there and do that. What's that First Amendment say about, uh, oh, I don't know, the right to assemble? Yeah. Peaceably huh. assemble? The right of the people to peaceably assemble. Also, Congress shall make speech. no law prohibiting that. Yeah. You can't prohibit the exercise of free speech. You've got two real clear violations of just the First Amendment alone here. And yet, here we are. And yet, this isn't uh, really particularly unusual, is it? When the government decides they don't like you for something, they can just come after you and they'll make some crap up. People used to be able to sue for false arrest in these situations. Yeah, I, you know, whatever happened to the uh, threat of an arrest for false arrest uh, or yeah, a suit for false arrest? I, I, I've never even heard that. I, I, I don't think you can get a lawyer to take it. I, I've never heard of one of those going through. Not in my lifetime. Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 800-259-9231. Is there somebody out there that thinks this is okay? Somebody out there that, besides maybe like the most vitriolic and angry atheist who's just happy that some Christian was uh, gone after, uh, anybody else out there actually looking at this and saying, yeah, the right decision was made. We need to make sure our DMV parking lots are completely clear of anyone holding and reading a Bible. Again, this comes down to obedience more so than anything. A lot of these stupid arrests are really about obedience than they are any principle or any law. Maybe these guys should go back and actually take the DMV's code and start reading that out in front of the DMV. What what was the real objection here? Was it the fact that they were reading the Bible? Or was it the fact that they were just simply drawing attention to themselves by being in public and reading something out loud? I would suspect that... Um, it- that people, some people were offended by the Bible, and mm-hmm. I can understand that. Uh, you know, <laughs> growing up in the churches as I did, I found it to be a an experience that I am not happy with. And I'm sure some people feel the same way. They probably, I find your hair offensive. Yeah, I'd like to call the police and right. have you arrested. It, that's for it. yeah, right. That that's it. it just because I've got it, and you don't. The um the the idea that you know somebody may have called uh, based on that, but eh, you know, I don't think that's any good reason. If they were reading the Bible, say, outside my bedroom window mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock at night, that well, would be, be a on private property. Well, yeah, on your property. Not necessarily. It depends on where your bedroom window is. True. My well, bedroom you don't live window, in a welfare house. It, my so. bedroom window is certainly, you'd have, you, you right. can read out by the road at my house. It's fine. Right, right. I got you. Unless you do it with a megaphone. I don't think it would matter. <laughs> Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. I don't know if we're ever going to even see an update to this story. It's... You know, a lot of times when things like this happen, we know we never end up hearing what actually transpired. But maybe we will. And if we do, we certainly will bring it to you. I did find it originally over at freetalklive.com, which is where you actually get to control the content of the website. So it was thanks to one of our listeners who actually took the time. They found the story and they put it there for us to see. But yet another reason to leave California. I mean, if you, if you, in case you needed another reason to leave California after all their high taxes and continued increase in, uh, in taxation and control and repression, you've got them arresting our listeners for holding a sign over, tying a sign to an overpass and, uh, and wearing masks. Just these nonsense crimes. Mm-hmm. That uh, they're just charging people with because you know they really need money, don't they? Do you think that's what this is about? No, I don't think that. I don't think it is either. I don't think they're going to charge this guy for real. I think they just took him in to hassle him. He probably said something like, "Hey, look, this is my First Amendment right to stand here and read this." How dare you? If he would have just shooed away right away, I suspect they would have just let him go. This is just a guess on my part. 
Is, well, you saw the video. What What do you think? I, I, well, the video wasn't exactly in context. You didn't get to see the first part where they were ostensibly warned to leave. Then you did get to see just when the security officer, when the, not the security officer, but when uh, Highway Patrol comes up to uh, to arrest them, and he immediately arrests them. There's not a discussion. There's not a warning or anything like that. It's you're under arrest. You know, California is a lot worse now than when I lived there. But even when I lived there, I always felt like the state was was breathing down my back about everything, you know, permits. And, and, and when I first moved there to get a driver's license, you didn't have to give your Social Security number. And then two or three years later, I got a letter from the DMV saying, we need to have your Social Security number or your your license will be suspended and you'll mm-hmm. be arrested if you're caught. This you know, really scare scare tactic letter to get your, your uh, slave number. And, and, of course, that's how they track and control people is, is through that number. But, um, you know, I just never felt comfortable there, ever, when I lived there. New Hampshire may be the option for you. We'll talk more about the Free State Project here in a little bit. Let's go to Sam, who is in California. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Do you feel the same way? Well, you know, Einstein said to solve a problem, you have to define it, and we haven't defined it yet. Oh, it's, it's peace uh, fest. Uh, uh, for your, yeah, your nightly dose of crazy. Okay. We haven't heard from you in a few weeks there, uh, Peace Fest. You know, if it's uh, one thing we do... Oh, she changes her name. It's Sunfest. it's uh, Peace well, Fest. Let her know, go. Uh, <laughs> government gave me a name, and I, like the Indians, choose their name, and I have a right to choose Good my name. Good for you. Me too. Uh, but I agree usually it's, it's something that I want to say, so if I don't get on the air, at least I've said something like sovereignty or something that means something. Okay, but the other thing is if it's only one thing we do is to realize that Parkinson law that drives the job market for the trillions Parkinson's in waste tax in jobs is behind everything that's happening. Now tell me about this Parkinson law because I don't know. No, wait a minute. To, uh, Look, uh, Peace Libya. Fest or Sun Fest or what, whatever your name is tonight. Uh, can you please explain no, to me? The sooner we realize that, the sooner we can stop it. Because if we can please explain to problem, me what Parkinson law is, I would like to know. Parkinson law is that game theory that drives the economy to accrue trillions to the globalists or the oligarchs, whoever you want to call them, in jobs. They're paid in jobs. If can we you can explain it a little better for me? Because work expands well, okay. to fill the time available to allotted to it. Ah, okay. Jobs, Never mind. Mark wars, gave me the answer. It was very understandable. The more wars we create, and everything's on a war scale. Drug wars, uh, Libya wars, and now we're escalating the war. Everything's on a war scale for the reason, because it creates the most jobs. That means the most tax to the IRS. Which branch of the government gave you your name, uh, Sunfest? Pardon? Which branch of the government gave you your name? You said the government gave you a name. I think she was just referring to the fact that her parents gave her a name. And uh, Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Sanity not required. It's free talk. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site for free. We've got a webcam. Watch, listen, and get interactive because the chat room is built into the same page as the cam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to do those things for free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? Man Venture Outpost carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned and members of the uh, Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some of them can't even be advertised. You can get an additional 5% off of everything with coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. You can get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. That's ManVentureOutpost.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. Let's go into the email box uh, here. This one coming from under god that is what he calls himself jet actually yeah what he calls himself hi guys as you know i listen to the podcast every day so i hear the word government a lot you have such a great platform for spreading the truth even though at the end of the day we find that we have rebutted the same roadblocks of the mind we feel energized because we've planted the seeds these past few years have been so exciting more and more people are waking up i can't wait for the fire of freedom to consume the evil Regarding government, yes, you're doing better, but I suggest to never, ever use that term. The government beast is so frightful and overwhelming to the average person. Almost everyone I talk to lives in fear of this giant called government. So when you say that word alone, their inner psyche trembles, and they become momentarily paralyzed from action and feel alone. Psychology is very powerful. We need to help others break loose. Instead, humanize these tyrants. Show them as vulnerable. And the masses will more and more reject their usurped authorities. Pull the curtain away and expose the midget with the microphone. Say instead, so these are his suggestions as opposed to just saying government, people posing as your government, or men and women acting as your ruler or master, or your so-called public servants, or those who have found their way into some title or position. Or people who have been hired to serve us. Or meddlers or intruders into your life. Or tyrants and power-hungry individuals. Or those who have to seek to enslave you. Anything, he says, but the fearful term government. The word government psychologically defies their position. So we individualize and minimize them and they fall from their false thrones. You have to trust me on this. It's a spiritual thing. The psychological effect of perception is a huge key here. Whatever it takes, just avoid the word government as a reference to the collective. I'm telling you, it's like the fear of the Borg. Resistance is futile. If you deflate this monster when you speak of it, you will see a remarkable change in people's ability to cope and gain resolve. Thanks, he says. uh, Thoughts on this idea? Well, you know, you often say men and women calling themselves government, which Mm -hmm. I think accomplishes that too. Yep. 
I, you know, we, we he's he's right though. We do use the term uh, government, and and I don't particularly like the way it gets used on this show. I do think that people people the the human race needs government. I think that that governance comes from the individual, and that people should be able to choose, uh, you know, how they're governed and by what organization they're governed. It should they shouldn't be tied to land masses any more than religions uh, used to be tied to land masses, and they no longer are. There, I mean. If if you take the uh, serf from the 12th century and you say, you know, people shouldn't be born into serfdom or, uh, you know, be a merchant or a king. They should be able to move between these these strata um, on their own. They'd say, oh, my God, you can't you can't do that. That'd be anarchy. And if you talk to people in the 17th century or 16th century and said, you know, just because you live here doesn't mean that everybody who lives around you needs to be the same religion as you. They'd say, oh, my God, you're talking about social anarchy. And in fact, that's the term that they used during the English Revolution to describe what the Quakers were doing when they had their own idea and, and many other religions, Puritans and all kinds of, uh, of folks. Mm hmm. Calvinists and and all the different types of religions that were go triggers all the different kinds of religions that were going on in England at the time they used the term social anarchy because oh my goodness this is everybody has to be the king's religion and the, you know they they consider these things to be terrible I don't think that it's going to be any worse and I do think it's inevitable that people want customer service so thoroughly that government ha- it, as it exists today can't ste- step up the people calling themselves government uh, can't step up because well they don't have the same incentives they're not required to but I, I think that with the way the world is mobile it is, as it is and with the internet and information flying back and forth like it does now that these old organizations, the way they're set up, they just can't cope any longer. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I like his suggestion in general, the idea of taking this, taking the word government away from them and not going along with the idea that government is some sort of embodiment of human beings and, and what they're doing. Something That it's something more than a collection of, of humans doing things to other humans. And when you use a term like the government thinks or the government does or the government did uh, this, this, and the other thing, then it can it can sound a little larger than life in that yeah, way. Sure. Like a big blob of, like, like Godzilla or something. Yeah. So personalizing it, I agree with, and I like your suggestion, Wayne, to talk about the people calling themselves government. Which is what you do m- many times, yeah. and I find that to be very effective. So feel free to call me out on it if, uh, if I don't do it. Because sometimes you... Sometimes you slip back to your old ways. Like we were talking last night about the term we, the collectivist term we. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the idea that we are in Afghanistan. Well, no, we're not. We're not in Afghanistan. We're in New Hampshire. We have right. nothing to do with Afghanistan. So, it's, so it is important to change your terminology and to really take a critical look at the way it is that you speak. And sometimes you really need somebody else to point it out to you. Because it's hard to catch yourself on these things. Well, Jet has been pushing this line for as long as we've been doing the show, I can assure you. And it's a, it's a difficult thing to, uh, to change the way you speak. But I, I think it's worth the endeavor. But the words you use in your speech reflect how you think. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a very important distinction and point he's making here. But, you know, I also find that a lot of commentators, if I listen to other podcasts or radio shows... Sometimes they'll, they'll use the word we in a way where it doesn't, it, they're trying not to be too offensive or too um, uh, dissident. 
they're trying to make their point by saying, oh, uh, we did this or we did that, meaning the government did it. And I think they're doing it out of cowardice more than anything. I don't know about that. I think that that's just how people talk. Well, it's true. so ingrained. Well, true. But I think people are still afraid to come out and say, you people over here are doing this, not me. I think very few people are aware of that that distinction. I mean, they may know inherently that it's the military that's in Afghanistan, but they're so ingrained into the the idea that it is we, that government is us, that we are the government, and, and that anything the government does that they bear responsibility for and that they are essentially part of that. And I, th- I really think that that's really what it is. I don't think that it's any kind of conscious choice on their part. It's just so ingrained. Yeah, they'll call it uh, they'll call the national debt our debt. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't feel responsible what, for that what thing. What you owe yeah. of the national debt, my taxes. Or we're spending all this money overseas. Yeah. We Ooh. are? Well, I didn't spend anything overseas. Well, actually, I bought something from Hong Kong on eBay the other day. But but, but still, when that. you say we're spending all this money overseas uh, on, on war, it, it, it's, it doesn't sound as, as inflammatory towards the government as, as saying the government's spending all this money no doubt. overseas. No doubt. And so there's re- there are, maybe that's one of the reasons why it became popular. Uh, maybe uh, and where did this start? I don't know. That's a good question. Who who started it? This talk of we are doing this and we are doing that and we are the government. Where did, the, did was it one person? Was it a you know no, group I'm of sure, people? It's, it, I, it, it's all ingrained in the sort of nationalism that uh, governments want to breed. Governments want you to be responsible for their problems or their stupid decisions. They need people to uh, be responsible for those decisions because if if no one's responsible for the bad decisions that go on in government, then everything would collapse. I I don't feel I'm responsible for the debt that this government has but so many people talk like they are if they were to talk like that that debt belongs to someone else then you know it, it, it would change the whole uh, focus of of politics in america there's more coming up here at 800-259-9231 you can take control of the airwaves 800-259-9231 DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And, of course, we invite you to our website. You can get interactive there and enjoy the features for free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through the links you find there and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. Whatever it is that you need to buy, it's likely that Amazon sells it. Uh, so go ahead and get your shopping done over at shop.freetalklive.com. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features, three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. 
the Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America, made for you. Ruger.com. So there is a little bit of good news worth mentioning here tonight. I always like to bring whatever good news to the forefront that we can because the news is usually filled with all kinds of bad stuff, especially from the Liberty perspective. This story from The Consumerist at Consumerist.com. In a decision that could have long-term implications for cybercrime prosecution, a U.S. district judge ruled that IP addresses do not directly represent people and thus aren't fair criteria for copyright holders to subpoena individuals. Wow. Torrent Freak reports the case involved a Canadian porn company that's trying to subpoena the ISPs of subscribers. The judge cited a case in which American authorities raided the wrong people in a child porn investigation because the actual suspects were swiping the victim's Wi-Fi signal. The judge wrote, quote, The infringer might be the subscriber, someone in the subscriber's household, a visitor with her laptop, a neighbor, or someone parked on the street at any given moment. The judge is right. The judge nailed it in this uh, particular case. And this is something that I have been bemoaning for a long time on this program because... I've got a connection where multiple people have access. I mean, this is a business connection. Yeah. There are a lot of different people on the same IP address, and I have no idea what those people are using my network for. I'm not going to you know, monitor their packets. It's not your job to police right. these people. No, thank goodness. <laughs> of course, the government may end up trying to pass some law that would try to make it a uh, network administrator's responsibility, all the traffic on their network, which would be insane and impossible for that network administrator to ascertain They don't mind the throwing data. people uh, in jail for things, right. impossibilities. But as of right now, it looks like things are moving in the right direction as far as how this situation is interpreted. The judge noted that connecting IP addresses to individuals in porn cases could ruin the reputations of those who are falsely connected with the material. A law expert quoted in the story says the ruling could affect future download-oriented lawsuits. And this goes right to the issue of uh, you've got these like grandmas that have been charged with criminal, you know, they've been charged with criminal acts or copyright violations because they had MP3s on their computer. Well, maybe they downloaded them, or maybe it was the nine-year-old child that was there that weekend that mm-hmm. uh, that downloaded them. Indeed, and you know, then what are you asking a grandparent to do to to throw their grandchild under the bus? I mean, that's that's sick. Right, and so we've seen these cases where adults have been prosecuted for things that they may or may not have done simply because their name was the name that was on the the invoice. That they they were the person who had the account with the cable company or, you know, the DSL line. And so, therefore, they're on the hook for all of the things that are done with their Internet connection. Now, you can go and do what's called war driving, which is this – it's kind of like a geek thing uh, where they you, – you get a laptop. You, essentially, you open up the uh, kind of the – I guess the Wi-Fi card on the wa- the laptop. There's a – piece of software that you can run and as you're driving down the street it's just pinging up on the screen all of the different networks that are around everything that it kind of sniffs out uh the the different wi-fi networks that are available and the you know that people will do this just for fun to see what's out there and what how many networks are secured and how many of them are not secured and it's just kind of interesting to go around and look at uh how many networks are just wide open plenty of people get that router and they they turn it on and they don't do any kind uh, of security whatsoever. And so it's just a matter of like this judge says here, somebody, you know, some creepy guy in the van po- 
pulls up next to your house, he's got his laptop and is down downloading, you know, child pornography or something like that on your internet connection, and you have no idea that that's going on. Yeah, they they make products for this, Wayne. I think you've got one right here. What are you What are you showing us there, this Wayne? This is a Wi-Fi signal finder. A Wi-Fi signal finder. So you don't even have to open up your laptop, and right. now with the smartphones, you can do it right on your phone. Yep, that's you can, right. You can see all the Wi-Fi signals wherever you are. It's so, it's hard to really pick up a clean one if if you're moving, but if you stop every few yeah. blocks, you can find them all. So you've got that situation, and then even if you do have a password on your Wi-Fi router, a lot of people get their router, and they never change the default password. So log in as admin, and then try try password as the password, or admin, admin, and uh, you probably get into most, uh, most of the secured routers out there. A lot of people, not, maybe not most, but a good a lot, amount. Of them. A lot of people with a lot of accounts, a lot all over the place, using yeah. password as their password. And there's also ways to hack those too. But although that's true, that takes a little bit more effort and technical expertise and, and know-how. Somebody who just wants to get on an internet connection, it'd be quicker for them to just simply drive around until they find an open spot and then hop yeah, in there. most of the time it's just somebody who wants to check their email real quick on the road and maybe they can't get it on their phone or something. Right. So this is good news. There's not much more uh, to the the story than this. It, it's obviously a district court. So whether or not this is going to end up being you know appealed up or if there will be can't more, hurt if there will be more detail on this, uh, we you know we don't know at this time. But it's good to see that at least some of the robed men in this country have a level of competence when it comes to these technical issues. Haven't lost their minds completely. Yeah. So 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Now, that's not to say that all of a sudden the government's going to stop going after people. Because remember, the government can say one thing, or the government people can say one thing in one area and then do something completely different. It, it doesn't matter. They've We've seen so many int- instances, like uh, Carlos Miller from the Photography's Not a Crime blog, how he had a, uh, because of a, a, cr- a criminal case or a case that he brought against the Miami uh, government people, that essentially they put out a notice to all their Miami transit cops that said you need to respect people's rights to have a video camera. You need to stop harassing people with video cameras or still cameras. You need to stop this. They they ostensibly printed this out and placed it at the kiosks where these security officers work to give them a heads up. Hey, this is important. We have made this decision. <laughs> you need to stop. But they didn't stop. He went back to the security uh, place and tried to, you know, to test their security by bringing out a video camera with our friends from Adam and uh, Adamo and Pete from LibertyOnTour.com. They all went down there just to kind of test the waters and see if anything had changed. And no, no, they still got harassed by the uh, the transit cops. So it doesn't matter in many cases what the government people tell their own goons. They'll go ahead and continue doing whatever it is that they want to do. Because they know that there's not really anything that's going to happen to them. Oh, so they've disobeyed what the man in the robe said? Oh, we'll just get a slap on the slap on the hand. Maybe another memo will be released, and if a, if they even get a slap on the hand, right? And then the government can people can uh, pat themselves on the back and pretend like they actually, you know, can communicate things and and change how they operate. Turns out they just do do whatever it is they want to do. But nonetheless, you know, for what it's worth, it's a good it's a good decision from a court. Yeah, I prefer the good decisions to the bad ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bad ones they'll enforce immediately. Toll free number here tonight, 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. And you uh, can, of course, take control of the airways. Now, as I mentioned, there's not really a lot of good news out there. So we'll give you some of the other bad news here, including. 
the news about the medical marijuana industry and how it is that in most states, it's not looking too good. You know, this whole nullification thing that Mark's been uh, pushing on the air here recently, it sounded good to me. I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea of nullification, and I'm still not explain it. technically opposed. Why don't you explain it, Mark? What nullification is, it? is when a state uses its own uh, legal power to nullify the federal government's laws in certain areas. So if the federal government says that uh, marijuana is illegal for the use of medicine, but a state decides to make it legal for the use of medicine, then functionally the uh, st- you know people can go about in the state doing what they want and hopefully they won't be harassed now one of the important uh, or most critical aspects to this idea of nullification and the the concept is they're standing on the the 10th amendment which says that the power is not delegated to the united states by the constitution uh, nor prohibited by it to the states or reserved to the states respectively so that's kind of what they're standing on when they go with this nullification thing and it requires the main requirement is that the state government people have a little bit of backbone that they 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 would have to be able to tell the federal government no in a few instances one they'd have to tell the government no we don't want your money because usually when you nullify some sort of rule by the federal government it, it probably means that they're not going to send money so for instance in new hampshire there's no law that requires adults to wear seatbelts as a result new hampshire state government does not get federal funds it's 1.3 million certain yeah a certain year. amount of uh, highway funds that all the other states receive because they don't uh, follow this, the federal government's guidelines in that case. So we'll come back and tell you what's going on with nullification. It's not good news. Hour number two is next. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Wayne. And Mark. All right. So uh, jumping right back in here to some news that is... Kind of a disappointment, I think, for a lot of the people that are in the jury or not jury nullification, but in the state nullification movement, the Tenth Amendment states' rights movement that is kind of gaining steam with the Tenth Amendment Center uh, and Michael Bolden and and uh, the uh, 
uh, I guess, the Nullify Now conferences that are traveling all across the country. Mark, you and I went to... Tom Woods uh, speaking at them. Yeah, in fact, Wayne, weren't you at that conference too? Yes, I was. So we went to that conference, and it was very good. And and I like the direction that they're going in. I I appreciate it. I like the idea of the state governments standing up to the feds. And, you know, I'm no fan of any governments, but... I do like it when they fight with one another, and I especially I, the smaller ones. I like the smaller ones better than the bigger ones. Yeah, I like it when they, you know, when a government of the states is willing to stand up to the feds and say no. Then only good things I I would think should be can come from that uh, for the most part. And so we we've seen that to some extent over the last decade and a half since mm-hmm. California back in the mid 1990s passed uh, the people in California passed the proposition 215 which brought about medical marijuana uh, and since then we've seen approximately what is it 13 14 states come on board with the idea of medical marijuana now each state has different implement implementations as far as how this works uh, whether it's a, like a card system or oh, it's a state-run distribution or there are different uh, options out there but better and worse it looks like it may all come to a screeching halt. According to the raw story, a recent letter from the Department of Justice threatening state employees in charge of implementing medical marijuana laws with prosecution has forced some governors to reevaluate and even veto popular legislation, all seemingly in violation of what the medical marijuana community thought was a ceasefire with the federal government. Right. The Obama administration said that they weren't going to go after these folks. And, and the Attorney General Holder, he's never smoked pot before? Come on. Facing the threat of seeing otherwise, it's about the children, Wayne. It's for the children. It's the children. They can uh, threaten all they want. They're running out of money. Facing the threat of seeing otherwise innocent state employees thrown in jail, lawmakers are responding in an entirely human fashion. What Alan St. Pierre, the executive director of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, that is normal, called the old CYA. Cover your ass. Ultimately, the administration's confusing legal position has led to a stagnation of medical marijuana reform efforts, with some states simply deciding it's just not worth the risk. It also represents a significant change in momentum the prohibition reform movement as a whole, and one that's taken them almost entirely by surprise. In 2009, Attorney Genitals Eric, uh, Eric Holder's Justice Department issued a memo stating it would not prosecute medical marijuana patients, suppliers, or caregivers in states that have passed voter initiatives to legalize drug use so long as they were all abiding by that state's laws. And we remember we reported on that, but right. it seemed like even after they said that, they still continued raiding uh, medical marijuana facilities out in California. I just knew they wouldn't stop at that instance, but I didn't expect them to do it this. Then, earlier this month, the Justice Department sent a letter to the governor of Washington state warning that state employees may be prosecuted if they are in any way involved in the licensing of production or distribution of marijuana. Quote, the prosecution of individuals and organizations involved in the trade of any illegal drugs and the disruption of the drug trafficking organizations is a core priority of the department. The core priority includes prosecution of business enterprises that unlawfully market and sell marijuana. The letter didn't state the laws that they would be in violation of. However, feds, uh, the, Ross, the um, director St. Pierre said that he believed the feds would try to prosecute state employers under the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. The, the RICO, RICO Act? Act. Mm. Oh, my God. Wow. 
Reacting to this highly specific language, the governor vetoed the bill, but maintained that she supports moving the drug's classification to Schedule 2, similar to other potent and potentially addictive painkillers used in hospitals. Now, right here in New Hampshire, there's a situation where the medical marijuana thing is on the table. It's passed the New Hampshire State House by a veto-proof margin. It still has to pass the Senate. They've yet to, I think, vote on this. I believe it's coming up at some point here. It's Thursday. And it sounds like this move actually might be an effort to scare some of the states that are about to do it. Oh, absolutely. It's it's clearly an intention, uh, intention to scare these people. Do it anyway. Well, they're not going to, Wayne, because they no, are a bunch of not. cowards. I mean, we're talking about state government employees here. These are not the paragons of virtue or the paragons of courage. Uh, these are people who are going to fold at the slightest, at least as far as the, the, the feds are concerned, at the slightest threat. Uh, from the federal government. Well, what happened when they were threatened uh, with the Real ID Act to some degree, and they passed that anyway. A lot, several states nullified the Real ID Act. Well, how were they threatened in that particular instance? Well, they were, remember they were told that, that people in your state aren't going to be able to go on an airplane or go in any federal buildings. Yeah, but that's not a threat against the state employees. Like the state employees weren't didn't feel like they were at risk. But now, if they believe, the governor believes that his precious employees in the state will be put at risk by this new legislation that creates some sort of state-authorized system for medical marijuana, then there's no chance that they're going to pass that. They're not going to stand up. These people aren't going to, to show any level of courage against the federal government. Seems not if they're, unlikely. Not if their personal lives are on the line here. Not if their personal freedom is on the line. Now, maybe they're just bluffing, Wayne. Maybe this is just a tactic. Maybe, in point of fact, they're not going to do anything. Maybe they're not going to arrest any state employees. But does it matter? If they're bluffing and the states believe them, then the bluff has been successful. So, really, what this shows is that as good as an idea as medical marijuana is, and as as understandable as it is why people push for it, because it's the most compassionate aspect of drug legalization it's the easiest foot in the door the the camel's nose under the tent so to speak uh it's clear that it's it's a failure of a of a process if this actually goes forth because well, this is going to stop it in it dead in its tracks well you know actually the uh, i agree with you that that's uh, that, that that is a it's it's a roadblock however when you look at things like i believe in ann arbor michigan it was a 25 dollar fine i don't know if they've raised it back up alaska basically legalized marijuana as did uh, uh colorado and probably most significantly the state of massachusetts has turned it into a civil offense well no 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 See, that's what you're talking about there is decriminalization that's different from right. medical well, I'm marijuana. just saying that these are indeed I am I'm just saying those that these don't are ways require around. I agree with you those don't require the state to create a program what you're talking about is just simply decrim meaning yep. meaning that lessening the penalty for marijuana or eliminating it altogether that's what I've always said is the best approach mm-hmm. but yet these politicos you know they're, they're always willing to compromise well let's just have a ta- system of taxing and regulation and let's have medical marijuana run by the state and they can be in control of it and da 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 well now any level of state involvement puts the state employees at risk of the federal government coming and prosecuting them so that means that p- politically now decriminalization is the only real political yeah. vi- politically viable the solution feasible. Yeah. because then they're doing it from arm's length let's uh, talk to Kevin in Indy listening to WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark. What I called about tonight was we just wrapped up the legislation legislation in the state of Indiana for the year, and also we had our primary elections. And one of the the political reform did not take place in the state that they wanted. And one of the main uh, areas was we have what's called town court in some of the small towns. Mm-hmm. And what that is, it's um, it's not a court of record. But let's say you're driving on the interstate, they pull you over, give you a ticket. 
you go to this court. Hmm. And 9,999 people go into the court are found guilty out of 10,000. It's a shakedown Wait a minute. operation. You, you said it's not a court of record? It is not a court of record. Right. However, once a week, two gentlemen come with a, uh, gentlemen? With a, with a pan, and they have a cart, and they put a bag of money on the cart that takes two individuals to push to put into the uh, van to haul away. That's how Sh- much money they're making. It's all a shakedown cash. operation. Yep. Total shakedown. So is this all traffic court stuff or like uh, zoning violations? I mean, what kind of what kind of cases are being heard in these courts? Um, not only not only um, civil, but felony. And that, so that's what? A, oh yes, anything that goes on in that town, they arrest the people, put them in court. Initially, they have to go through that system. Now, the attorney can down the road, of course, uh, move the case to the the county court. I'd like to hear more about this, because I know you're going somewhere with this story, yes? Oh, okay. You've got a point that you're getting to, you're working up to, yes? I think so. All right, hang on. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. More with Kevin. Your calls as well at 800-259-9231. We'll talk about these town courts and what they're all about. Uh, It sounds like a glorified plea bargain room. More coming up here. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, And uh, speaking of those features, we do have a mobile site. You can go to m.freetalklive.com to access it via your smartphone. That's m as in mobile dot freetalklive.com to give you quick access to our streams and the podcast as a smoker you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy and the taxes feed the very beast that's stealing your freedom to smoke that's why vapor station offers an assortment of electronic cigarettes each rechargeable refillable kit is an effective affordable alternative to smoking no combustion no tar no foul lingering odors no smoke just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale water vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. It's VaporStation.com. Use coupon code FTL for an additional 5% off. All right, so 800-259-9231. Kevin is with us listening in Indy to WXNT. Now, Kevin, you're talking about these Indiana courts that are located in towns. You said they were called town courts. Is that right? I believe that's the proper terminology for them, yes. And you said that they hear cases all the way up to felonies? Yes, they do. And that essentially these are courts that are not of record, meaning that there is no record, uh, you know, recording going on. There's no, uh, there's no, there's no, no uh, stenographer. There's no tape recorder. There's nothing to... No, there, there are stenographers. It's a terminology, meaning 
if you're convicted, say, of a felony, mm -hmm. then you have to automatically go to uh, your local court in your town, in your township or your county. So, and then the judge will even say to the attorney, "Well, you know, you can, if you, you know, you can go before the judge or before us, and it'll just be practice." So, you want to spend two, three thousand on on the attorney and go through practice, and then if you, you know, depending on if you're found innocent now, then it's dismissed. But the odds of that happening are slim and none. And, so, mm -hmm. let me see if I've got this straight here. So, you can record these proceedings. It's just that. If you are found guilty, there's a whole other trial after that? You have to go, yes, you then have to go to the county court. If you want to, or you can just take they the sentence? To. They have to. What I, is I, the, it's the craziest thing. I don't understand it. But that's what, the, because because it's, um, see, I don't think it's a totally illegal system. It's just a money-making, as your other individual said. But most people are so intimidated, they don't even acquire an attorney or they get the local um, whatever the free attorney is called. Now, this is what's confusing to me. It sounds a little bit like a district court. At least here in New Hampshire, we've got uh, three levels of courts. There's district, there's superior, there's Supreme Court. And most of the cases go through district court where there is some bench trial, which means there's no jury. It's just a judge, man in a robe sitting there. And well, if you are charged with a Class A misdemeanor, then you can take that and appeal that out to a jury trial. But a lot of the other ones, uh, like violations or Class B misdemeanors, you can only get the bench trial, and that's uh, and that's it. Um, you could technically appeal to the Supreme Court on questions of law, but there's no way to get a jury trial in those instances. Now, what, are you saying that in these town courts, if somebody is found guilty, when they appeal to the what what is it? Which court? What is the court called that they are appealing to? If they appeal, the county court, just the regular court system. Then this is it's just a crazy. I've, How many I, more layers of courts are there in Indiana? Well, basically, you have your uh, you have your town court. You have, now, city court in the city of Indianapolis is a full fledged regular district court, mm -hmm. and then your then you and then your county court is basically uh, just. You know, it might not be as big a city as Indianapolis, but surrounding counties have their courts. But the town courts are the local courts in the little towns. You go before the judge. Now, most most of them are civil, and you do not have the opportunity of a jury trial at all. It's mm -hmm. just civil. It's preponderance of the evidence, and the police officer has 51%. You've got to really have a lot of uh, sway to get past what it's. If the uh, officer says you're guilty, you're guilty. Boom, pay the fine, move on. Now, if you are found, okay. Now, hold on a second. I thought you said that every case is taken up to uh, the next. No, level. I, I, I believe I said the felony cases are, are criminal. Okay, and so if I'm charged with uh, having marijuana in my pocket, that's a that's a criminal. It may may so not it may not be a felony, maybe a you know maybe a misdemeanor, but yeah, it'll be a criminal case. So I would right. go to this this town court. They would find me guilty, most likely, and then yes. I could just pay the fine right there and be done with it, yes. or I could appeal it, it yes. to the, the the county court? Yes, you could be done with it then, and then, of course, they'll set you up for your counseling, and then you have to go to your alpha classes, and then you have to, you know, you have to go see your priest and everything else, and, you know, then you have to do your community service, and more likely you have to do it there in Brownsburg. So uh, it's yes, basically that's, that's a glorified plea bargain destination, right? I mean, this is essentially... Yes, they're just said before. 
They're just running people through the machine. They're ringing the cash register. This is the location where people... They do that at all levels of court. This is where people go to to get intimidated and into taking a plea bargain is basically what you're saying. Right, and, and give me let me give you an example. Okay. They have people that are uh, illegals. They are arrested for not having a driver's license. They go into court. They suspend their driver's license, which they don't have. Right. Fine three thousand dollars and send them out the door. Now, maybe after the fourth or fifth time that they're caught, then they actually give them jail time and then think about uh, putting sending them back to whatever. Now, when you say they're illegal, you mean they've broken a they've broken a law, right? No, they're illegals. They're, in other words, they're not even supposed to be in the country. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. so wait, illegal. I thought the definition of illegal was something that's against the law. No, the illegals, like if you're from Mexico or Ecuador. Well, so wait, so you're saying it's only you're only an illegal if you come from another plot of land, but you're not an illegal if you break other uh, government statutes. Well, that's another area. I'm talking about people that are not supposed to be in this country. I see. You're. You're. I see what you're, you're trying to. In the country. Yeah, you've got no. a problem with people coming here. Do they? Do they make no, them no, no, give? No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying they suspend the license that they don't have. How can you suspend the license they don't have and then fine you five thousand dollars and send you out the door? Well, the, actually, they'll do that. They'll do that if you drive on a, um, a license that you don't have too. They'll suspend your license if you decide to get one. But how do they get the five thousand dollars? Do they actually get it? I mean, or do they let people walk out? Uh, like I guess on some kind of payment plan or something. Well, no, 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 no. They they have to have the money or they're going to jail. But they're, you know, a lot of the folks live together with their families. They're very hardworking. They save their money. And so they're, they, might, they might be living in a place with 10 people. They all pony up to 5000 It's just part of the scam. And then they just, they just keep working. They keep working until they finally get caught again. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I was just I was just needling you, dude, because uh, it bugs oh, me when no, people no, no. it bugs me when people call folks who come here to make a better life for themselves illegals. I That's mean, if, what people call if, them, though. If the That's definition of if the definition of a, of an illegal is one who's broken a federal law, then I'm proud to be an illegal myself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, they are, they're classified as illegals. That's the legal terminology for them. I, I don't know what the legal terminology is. I, mean, I, I, I couldn't say, but uh, they certainly are. You know the the terminology the it's the, a common the nomenclature is illegals. Yeah, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. As far as I'm concerned, unless you're talking about somebody who's actually doing harm to another human being, uh, there's nothing wrong with, the, with that person being here. There's nothing wrong with people coming here to make a better life for themselves, whether or not they begged for permission from the feds first. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live dial in toll free bring up anything you want 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line it's 1-800-259-9231 you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. 
www.thepatriotmedia.com. And uh, some of those features, by the way, include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're yours for free. And right there at the top of the website, you get the last uh, week's worth of the show and then click into the archive section to go all the way back to late 2006. All free for you at freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. 1-800-259-9231. So we were talking with Kevin a moment ago in Indianapolis, uh, listening to WXNT, about these town courts uh, that he was describing, which essentially are glorified plea bargain chambers, where people that are charged with uh, various different so-called crimes, which, of course, most of which don't involve any sort of victim, so in my book, it's not a crime unless there's a victim. Uh, these people are paraded into court and they are thrown in front of, uh, usually put in front of, uh, before they get into in front of a man in a robe, they're usually put in front of a prosecutor who offers them a deal. And they will, most of the time, probably 99% of the time, take the so-called deal, the plea deal. And they will, they will you know, organize some sort of a payment plan with the court and uh, dutifully begin paying for the crime that they've been – so-called crime that they've been convicted of at, uh, at that point. Because whenever you take the plea deal, you've got a conviction now on your record and you've basically made it so the state didn't have to do anything but accuse you of something. And this is not just something that happens in Indianapolis or Indiana. It's happening all around the country where people every day – are taking plea deals and they're making it so the state has to do absolutely the people calling themselves the state have to do absolutely no work to convict them of these so-called crimes and it's just so sad it's so sad because if just a few people would stand up if just 5 to 10% of those cases that were being called in front of these town courts would refuse to take the plea deal if they would go to trial if they would demand a jury trial for instance, it would essentially crush the court system under its own weight. It would, uh, it would, it would make it so it would be impossible for them to schedule trials in any sort of an efficient, right. speedy they'd have manner. To, they'd have to drop all the nonsense and just go after things that really, you know, where there are real victims. Let's talk to Bill, who's also listening in Indy to WXNT. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. First time I've ever called in. I listen Welcome. occasionally. Um I don't know what that guy's talking about. Um, I'm here. I know the system somewhat, but every every town and county has to have some sort of lower court system. And of course, if it is something um, of a higher level crime, they're obviously going to get passed up to the district court, which is in Indianapolis. So I, I don't. And also, when you listen to him, he said, "Well, if an illegal, which I don't call him that, um, it's." The driver's license, then they charge him $3,000. Then he came back and said, well, yeah, then they charge him $5,000. Oh, I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He, he's crazy. Well, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> I, I don't know how it works, but I mean, you know, I can see why he would say 3000 then 5000 You know, He's just coming up with some number that he thinks that uh, you know, they have to pony up. But what right. you're saying well, is... Well, you do have to realize that at some point, you can't send everybody to the capital of every state to go to court. You have to have some lower-level court. Now, I do understand, you guys, I agree that 
they do want to force you into a plea bargain. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not always a conviction. Sometimes it's a diversion, which sends you onto some classes, which unfortunately you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. You get the anklet that you got to pay for. So they do, I do agree. Once you're in the system, they love to get you. Look, I'm a 46-year-old white man. They'd love to get me in the system. You know, they want to get you in the system, get your money. That's right. Get that. But let's not get too silly and go, uh, everybody's convicted. Everybody plea bargains. That's just not true at all. Well, it's 99%. I mean, like 98, 99% of people in front of any lower-level court that you're describing are are taking plea bargains. I mean, if you just sit in a Oh, they, well, I agree. They, you can watch they it happen. They want to get you out of the way. Well, yeah, you they know, want to get you out of the way. And I, and I don't blame them. I don't want the court system jammed with, with guys. I don't think court systems should be jammed with a guy who's smoking a joint. I don't do it. I don't, I don't think it's a great thing to do, but that's their business. I don't think the system should be filled with people burning joints. Absolutely. I really don't. It's a waste of, but until, a waste until of, those I know people how you guys that are, feel about it. Well, right, <laughs> but until those people that are arrested for smoking joints stop taking plea bargains, the system will have no incentive to stop bringing them in, right? So until the, well, the, the people too. that are being abused refuse to just stop bending over uh, for the system, the system will continue. The people that are in this system will continue to abuse well, those folks. I just want to make the point that there. let's be a little bit sensible with this guy. You do have to have a starting point or, or the court systems would be overrun with the most petty things. So I'm, I, I do have to say you do have to have a lower court. It makes sense to have it in your county. Yeah, I think he may know, have been. I think he may have been misinformed. The idea that uh, some of the things that he was saying. Yeah, well, he was headed it. somewhere else with it. He, you guys were trying to get him into it. He didn't want to go there, but he's he's bitter about something. Sounded like that. Thanks for the call tonight, Bill. <laughs> I appreciate guys. hearing from you. But you know, there has been a trend in the last few years with with the towns, the counties, and the states being short on revenue that they're starting to really go after people, and, and they're starting to load the cords up and get a, sh a bigger shakedown operation than they've had before because their other sources of income are drying up. And I, I remember when I was nineteen, I got a, a ticket, a thirty five dollar ticket for uh, going fifty six in a fifty mile fifty five mile an hour zone, mm. one mile an Jeez. hour of the speed limit. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff they'll do sometimes. Did you take the plea bargain? I paid the fine. Yeah. I was I was 19 years old at the time or yeah, whatever. That's, that's taking the plea. Yeah, I guess I was taking the plea yeah. because that's what I was told to do and that's what I was supposed to do. I didn't know any better, but yeah. that's what they rely on. Look, rely kid, just just pay the fine. Just we'll pay the fine away. and we'll, yeah, we reduced it from $100 down to 35. Yep. Pay it ding. And yep. so th these are all based on revenue assumptions. So again, when you start to uh, break the revenue assumptions, they're going to stop doing it. So I, I agree. I think people should stop taking the plea bargain and, and fight every one of them, and then it's not going to be worth it for them anymore to shake you down. Absolutely. I was in court for a uh, speeding ticket uh, here yesterday, I think it was, and uh, it was interesting. I had five guys go ahead of me. Uh, my, you know, I had a motion, and the rest of them were kind of uh, there culminating their cases three young guys that go through it's like uh three hundred dollars five hundred dollars uh you know three hundred dollars they, they all took pleas yeah. um uh, you know basically they take they, but, they plead guilty and then they the the, the cop is asked what what does he want to do uh minimum sentence please your honor mm -hmm. and then the uh, what the, a nice guy yeah, then the honor the the honorable what's his name says it's not like i got any choice here i'm going <laughs> to sentence you to such and such and you know that's the minimum you get 60 days without your driver's license the one guy got uh you know 60 days without his driver's license. I'm sure some of these guys were driving poorly, no doubt about it. Mm. Then the older guy goes up, some guy in his 50s with a cane. He he gets his suspended because he'd talk to the cop ahead of time, you know, and I guess he can communicate on the same level or something like that. He gets his suspended. The fine, you mean? Yeah, everything. 
So basically, as long as he doesn't get in trouble for a year, he doesn't pay anything. And but it was still a, a plea bargain, right? He doesn't know. It wasn't. There was no adjudication. How, hmm. Wait a minute. How can you get punished without taking a plea bargain? I don't know the answer to that. He did not say, I'm guilty. Sometimes well, you don't have to will... say you're guilty. You can just you can agree with the prosecutor in advance to take the plea bargain. I, maybe that's what happened then. I don't know. Okay. I couldn't tell you. I mean, basically, he got no punishment, though. Right. So. So 1-800-259-9231. I'll agree to that punishment, too. Yeah, 1-800-259-9231. Uh, you're taking yours, yours to trial, though, right? You're, you're, are you if he to... offered me a suspended sentence of a year for nothing else, I'd sure take it. You but take he's not going to offer me that because I've already messed with him. I, and I intend to keep messing with him. I'm, you know, I've, used the, I, I've used the jurisdictionary.com case and talked to some uh, courts and, and, and talked to some friends. And I've put in motions uh, trying to get him to do all kinds of work and so that he'll drop the case and... Apparently he's uh, he's, he set his uh, mind against it like an old mule, and he wants to fight. The prosecutor, that is. Well, he's the he's the arresting officer too. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. There's some there's a great little flyer over at tools.freekeen.com. It's called "Don't Take the Plea Bar." uh, Don't take the plea deal. You can get that printed out and distribute those at your local courthouse. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Like the fact that we give you the website for free? Well, you can support the show in various different ways. And one of those ways is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is simple. You send in 3 bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard through our website, and we'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up, and get access to perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and the AMP-only podcast. Get the details, get signed up. At amp.freetalklive.com. There's another good way to support us, and that is by helping yourself at the same time and getting some precious metals like gold and silver. Yeah, I mean, right now the there's been a little little correction, a little dip in uh, gold and silver. Now's a good time to buy. Seems to me it's going to continue to go up. I I know the Federal Reserve is going to keep on printing money, so seems reasonable the commodities would keep going up. This is an easy way to get gold or silver into your hands. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. You can be uh, rest assured that we've looked around the internet, and the, these are some of the best rates that we can come up with, and a supply that you can get relatively quickly. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. It closed, wow, it closed at 30, uh, silver closed at $38, so it's yeah, actually it's down, sub, down, sub down. 40 <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, people were expecting a correction, by the way. And this is a good time to buy. Buy on the dips. Don't chase the market up. So mm -hmm. right now, I think, is a great buying opportunity for silver and gold. We continue taking your calls. Aubrey is listening in California. Aubrey, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. How are you? Hey, it's great. What's on your mind tonight? 
Good. I have a lot of stuff on my mind, but I really want to. I'm going to pick one. Uh-huh. Don't worry. I want to talk about our rights being violated all the time. Mm. I'm sick of it. Every time I turn around, I go, I get in the car, I do something, you know, normal like drive. Um, a police officer stops me oh, quite often on the freeway. They're like, and I'm like, yeah, officer, was I speeding? Did I, did I do something? They're like, no, you, you passed me. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, passed you. I, you know, or I, I slowed down because I wanted you to go ahead. And they're like, why? And you're like, uh, because I wanted you to go ahead or I wanted you, you know, or why did you turn around? Uh, well, I made, you know, I was turning around. I missed the way I was going. They always like to stop you. They always like to to do things. And I'm sick of it. And it's like, what have I done? Yeah, I, I, had this, I had something like that happen to me once. Uh, a cop uh, pulled me over, uh, and I'm not even sure why she pulled me over. But when she pulled me over, I uh, apparently went to the side of the road too quickly for her. She was oh, upset yeah. with me for per- pulling Ridiculous. over too quickly when she turned on her lights. Well, I've had them get mad at me for taking too long to pull over. Right. You, I mean, you know, it's, it's apparently this balancing act. But, so, you know, you know right. sometimes you can pass him and he can see you're good looking. He might just want to get a better look. Well, no, I've had a few few officers ask me if I was single or for my number. And I'm like, okay, like, what was the point? Tacky. Stop. No, I'm not interested. Leave me alone. Well, nothing you know. is sexier than uh, having an aggressive man uh, force himself upon you and then try oh, to yeah, put yeah. the moves you know, on like, you. Like the TSA, they just like to put their hands down everybody's pants. Although there are some girls, although, you know, it kind of makes sense because there are some women that uh, that do like the cops. Like, they are really... Yeah, in... I'm not interested. My grandfather was a cop and he was a cheater and we, we don't want <laughs> to deal with that. But no, so, well, you, know, well, you asked the question, Aubrey, what is it that you've done? Why are they doing this to you? I mean, how many times have you been pulled over in the last year? Oh, probably about 10. 10 times. Yeah. Now, of those 10 times, wait, wait, of those 10 times, how many times were you ticketed? Uh, twice. Two of the 10. Of those two mm-hmm. times you were ticketed, how many did you take a plea bargain and uh, pay the fine? Uh, I fought it. I went to court. One, I have to, I have to go to another court in here in July. Huh. Okay, because I was going to sue, you know, to suppose that they were going after you because you'd been paying fines. But if you fight them, then that's uh, it doesn't mean that they were targeting you because you're a, you're you know you're a pushover. Some in some cases, once somebody gets into the system, then it just gives them the reason to keep picking them up because oh, they yeah. know that that you're essentially a mark and oh, that uh, they can just basically turn you over and shake you for all your pocket change and uh, and you know basically keep shaking you down over and over again. But if you keep if you actually are fighting them rather than taking plea bargains. Then uh, that's they may it. not like that either. Oh yeah, they may not like. That. And you know, you know, uh, guys. Let me tell you something. I don't, I don't know if you guys know Los Angeles well, but well, but there's a major street called Ventura Boulevard. Oh yes. Okay. I've heard uh, the song. Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, no, probably, and I'm not kidding, and I, it's not on the news. I don't know why. Probably at least ooh, maybe twice a month, three times a month. There are protests on Ventura Boulevard mm-hmm. that line the block that people are talking about, you know, I'm Democrat and I didn't vote for Obama or I want my vote back or, you know, where's our tax money or what's about this health care bill or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there are all these there are all these checkpoints like I literally have seen them going, you know, eastbound and going westbound on Ventura Boulevard. And they're not stopping people for drugs or alcohol or because a lot of people are stoners, you know, in every corner here with the pot stores. No, they're randomly checking IDs, randomly doing it. 
Oh, yeah. And as soon as, like, one night there, I was going eastbound, and I saw a checkpoint, and I was like, oh, crap, let me turn around. And then I went the other way, and I was like, <laughs> all right, let me go the other way. And boom, there was another checkpoint, and I was like, Man, you know what? scary. I was like, screw this. I'm getting on the 101, and I got on the 101, and I left. Because, you know, what they do is they, they stop. They stop. They ask you for your ID, where you're going, because you know, they want to scan your IDs, mm-hmm. you know, because they have these, they have these little devices. I'm, I'm sure you guys know. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure fellow libertarians, we are here. Thank you very much. Um, you know, there are these these things they can put on your window, and they can scan your window or scan your car, and it can uh, it tells you everything about you, like what's on your phone, what websites you've surfed. What? It's everywhere. What are you talking about? They put it on your window. What does that they, mean? they scan your window. They don't even have to pull you over now. That doesn't make sense to me. How would they know what websites you've surfed if they scan because something they, on your window? Because they get a, they get a lock on your phone. They, from, you've never you've never what? like been. They, they yeah, do download you, the information from your phones. That's being that's happening in Michigan right now. Right. I'm not sure. You, right. We no, know no, that no, they can what, access what, your phone and your information there. But what's that have to do with something on your window? You, you you don't know. You I, have no idea. Not. No, there. Sometimes you don't even you don't even have to be pulled over. They'll like I'll see these cops and they like have these scanners in their hand, and it's not for speeders. It's not to like a speed trap. Are you, are you supposing what they're doing, or do you actually have any? No, proof? I know somebody who who had a cop tell them. You know, they were getting information, and, and the person's like, you know, I don't understand. And, you know, the next time this person went to the airport, they had four S's on their, on their, um, their boarding pass. I think, so, I think something has been embellished here because it doesn't well, – no. what you're well, describing what doesn't make I mean, sense to they, me. They'd have to have a barcode or something. There's no barcode on my car. Okay, some – no, there's some type of thing like, okay, this one person that I know, and it happened – to this one person, this is not embellishment. This is no BS. It's it's hearsay, is what it is. I mean, you're. you're I, I understand what you're saying, right. but okay, one 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 person that I know personally, um, very nice person named April. We're sitting there and uh, doing the normal thing, and we're going to like just a regular, you know, church meeting. No big deal, just a regular Christian church meeting. She's on the on the 101, is driving, and pulls over, you know, where we all need to go to get over. She gets pulled over by the cops. The cop turns around and he goes, um, yeah, blah, 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 April so-and-so, I need to see your phone. And she's like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I need to see your phone. He grabs the phone. He takes some type of, like, card or, or attaches it to something in his car. And all of a sudden, you get all the information. He goes, I'm uploading your information. She goes, what? And he goes, well, I don't understand. She goes, well, I gave you my license. He goes, no, no. I'm uploading your information from your cell phone. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, it's been being done in uh, Michigan. I've yeah. seen, yeah. I've seen the stories time. on that. I'm just wondering how they can zap your car and find out that info. And he yeah. told her, he goes, you know, be careful. He goes, they, they, uh, he goes, they have the, they can scan now. He goes, they can scan your phone now. He goes, you can drive by. He goes, we don't have to even pull you over. He goes, that, they scan your phone. Uh, is, that, is, that is the embellishment that I'm, that I'm talking about. This is, okay. uh, just because a cop says something doesn't mean it's true. Well, this is uh, true. You know, but if the, the cop the, said that they could mm-hmm. read your mind, I don't know if I would necessarily 
believe them well, on that exactly. one either. But you know what? But, I appreciate where you're calling, coming from tonight, and thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing you. from you at 800-259-9231. There's no doubt that people should be concerned about the police state. That yeah, I'm, there I'm are concerned check- with the amount of information that these folks have. Right. And they have the license plate scanners, too. So as a car's driving by, conceivably, they could scan the license plate and find out information about you that way. Perhaps but they if don't you know who's driving, driving it. But they, yeah, right. exactly, if you're driving it. Right. So, yes, there's no doubt that the, the people who call themselves a state are interested in getting information about you in as many different forms as they can. I think I'm going to start up a, just a, a dummy corporation so I can own my cars in the name. And I'm going to name the corporation Senator Mark Edge. <laughs> <laughs> that way they'll leave me alone. You think so, huh? <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. A SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Bring up anything. Hour 3 is next. This is Free Talk Live. I can't tell you how many times people have recommended to Ian and I that we start an online liberty business directory so the people will know with whom they're doing business and how they can do business with people who are in the liberty community. Well, the market for liberty.com is a liberty movement business directory. It intends to be a complete list of all products and services provided by members of the liberty movement or products that directly benefit the Liberty community. This is a voluntary project. There'll be no charges for buyers or sellers using this site. It's being compiled right now, and they need your help. If you know of any products or services provided by members of the Liberty movement, send an email to contact at themarketforliberty.com. Again, it's contact at themarketforliberty.com. This is a way to build the Liberty movement right online. Contact at themarketforliberty.com. This is Free Talk Live. Launching into the third hour of the program, we invite you to take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Wayne. And Mark. Once again, the site, freetalklive.com. You actually can control the content of the site. If you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to... Submit it to the website for others to see. You just use our submit show prep form, and you can use our bookmarklet, which makes that even easier. But essentially, you just take the URL that's uh, that's interesting to you, and you put it on our site, and it'll pop up in our system for other people to vote on. They'll get to vote whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So head on over there and get interactive as we go to your phone calls about what you want. And then coming up, a little bit more information on the Osama bin Laden situation, the murder of uh, Osama bin Laden, which uh, occurred a few days ago. Let's go first to Bill in Oklahoma, because you can bring up anything you want. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Hello, Bill. Hello, guys. How are you? Hey, well, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I didn't call to come into the defense of a woman, but I will. Um, what? what From what I've understood from the conversation you had with the previous caller, it sounds like uh, what she's depicting is something called blue snarfing or Bluetooth snarfing. And uh, basically what that entails is uh, most sophisticated phones now have the ability to connect to certain, uh, to one another through what's called uh, Bluetooth uh, wireless connection. Um, blue snarfing uh, is the ability to uh, obtain information from the phone wirelessly from the device to an endpoint. Um, hackers 
did a form of this called bluejacking, which uh, all they were able to do were to find weaknesses in the firmware of the phone, and they would uh, hop on to somebody's phone, unbeknownst to the to the victim, and start making phone calls and you know looking at contact lists and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, uh, snarfing is a little bit more uh, more sophisticated. Uh, and it is completely plausible for somebody with the right device in hand to go in and download uh, content from a phone wirelessly and don't have to have physical uh, physical control of the phone. Can they do that um, from the like the side of the road? Yeah, the side of the road as yes, the car is going by yes, 55 miles an hour? Um, at 85 miles an hour, I don't know. <laughs> um, how I do far does a Bluetooth? I've never used a Bluetooth before. Uh, how far away from Around the other house. device can you can you go? I I'm not sure that I, I I'm not even going to speculate because I I don't know the exact distance. Um, but if the let's say in this particular situation that the lady was depicting in the last call, that a police officer walks up to the door uh, and the windows rolled up. Uh, that's certainly a short enough distance for that officer to right. intercept Bluetooth transmission. Agreed. Uh, that would make so sense. Um, so that's probably what she's depicting. I don't know, but um, uh, I have seen uh, proof of concept done. Uh, from a hacker standpoint, I've never really seen it with law enforcement, but um, I'm going to assume that they're starting to finally catch up to the bad guys. Um well, you know, I just did a test. I just did a test on my laptop. My phone is in my bag right now, asleep, and I actually connected to it from my laptop here and, and connected to the network, and I was able to go right through it and be online through my um, through a Bluetooth connection to, to my phone in my bag right here. So it's it's conceivable. Well, yeah, I can see what he's saying about standing outside of a parked car and gleaning information yeah. from a phone. This, what, what it sounded like I heard what was being said was there's a cop standing with a radar gun that's not a radar gun, shooting cars and take and getting their info and building a file around that. Yeah, driving people as they were driving, and, and that but didn't that make sense. Just doesn't. But, I mean, you know what? They could be I, using the microwave signal from the phone rather than the Bluetooth, though. In that situation, if you're driving by really fast, it's conceivable that the cop could pick up uh, your phone signal, uh, whatever it's transmitting, and, and maybe, you know, it, it's hard to say. They could, there's a lot of stuff that's out there that we don't know about. Yeah, um, that was just something I wanted to point out. Um, back to my original uh, uh, purpose of calling, back mm-hmm. to states' rights for a moment. Um, I think a lot of what's happening with the states cowling down has to, more to do with protection uh, of future financial gain than anything else. Uh, a lot of states um, have tried and some have passed laws that basically state that if you're a state worker and you get popped for a felony, uh, your benefits are gone. Mm. And and so um, if, uh, in, in the I believe it was the Washington case, uh, uh, Similar, uh, similar uh, circumstance, uh, circumstantial ev- or not evidence, but um, circumstances. Excuse me. Uh, circumstances applied in that particular case, where the the, the governor knew that that uh, there were already existing laws in the book stating that if uh, one of the state workers gets popped for something, what what, uh, you, what you're it, referencing for our listeners just tuning in, you're talking about uh, a threat that has gone out to the state governments where they have medical marijuana programs. 
from the federal government essentially threatening the state workers with criminal charges for being involved in whatever that marijuana, that government marijuana, medical marijuana program is to essentially scare those folks off. You're saying that if these state agents are charged with a felony, I mean, that's, it's bad enough for anybody to be charged with a felony, but they'll lose all their, their benefits in some places. Right, they, they lose all their, you know, their, uh, their pensions and, and stuff like that. Uh, so so there, there's even more why. leverage over, over them to be afraid in this case. Right. Um, and the third thing I want to bring up just really quickly, um, uh, I guess she had a caller from Indiana talking about how uh, idiotic some of their uh, court systems are. I have a, a small story I can share with you. Uh, a few years ago, I got popped for a DWI in a very small town about 30 miles outside Oklahoma City. So small, in fact, they didn't even have a court system. Uh, what, they, what, they, what this particular city do, did uh, for cases where people had to appear in front of court, they would bus a judge from another completely different area of Oklahoma into the small town to hear a case maybe once or twice a week. Mm. And when I went in front of the judge, he basically said to me, he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing because it's been so long ago, but it, it was something to, to the lines of, well, you could play bargain and be done with this, or you can choose to fight this. I mean, he actually gave me the option to challenge it, but they were going, he was going to have to put in a change of venue uh, to hear my case, and that change of venue would have been two hours outside of, my, of where I was living at the time. So mm-hmm. I would have to bust myself to this courtroom in another part of the state uh, just to, to fight what uh, yep. was basically a, a misdemeanor. And so, uh, of course, I... I not because I, I thought that uh, I was scared. I just didn't want to go through the hassle. I went yeah. ahead and took the hey, plea I don't blame people out. for doing it. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the easy way out uh, in a lot of cases. And they, they want to make it as difficult as possible on you to stand up for yourself. And I don't blame anybody for wanting it to be over and, and just going ahead and taking the plea deal. It's just... It's just the fact that people doing that is what has gotten us to this point. So thank you, Bill, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing you, from sir. you. I wouldn't say anybody's wrong uh, for taking the plea deal. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to get back to your life and trying to you know, shove this under the rug, whatever the issue is, and, and be done with it. But yeah, I've, I've in the this. aggregate, a bunch of people taking the plea deal has empowered the state and emboldened it. And it basically, you know, they get away with whatever they want to. Yeah, I've got this uh, speeding ticket that I'm dealing with. It's $77. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like a even a real speeding ticket in a real state where they, they hit you with a $300 fine. I mean, it's pretty common these days for a speeding ticket to be 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. Down in Massachusetts, they wanted 250 from me for you know 10 miles an hour or 14 miles wow. an hour of the speed limit or something like that. Everybody does that in Massachusetts. Here in, uh, here in <laughs> New Hampshire, 77 bucks. I've already had to drive one time to the court. I'm going to have to drive Price another gas. time. I mean, to, you're going to pay more in gas. Right. Then. It'd be a, a lot easier. Plus, I don't intend to pay, so... That means I'm going to have to spend a couple of days in jail. You if are I going lose. to go to jail on this? Wow. Well, I don't intend to pay. Wow. I, di- I didn't realize you were going to take it that far. I figured you were just going to pony up after you found guilty. Nah. I you interesting. Know, I'm see what their jails are. Like. You gonna try, are you going to try the uh, the approach in front of the judge that our listeners suggested, where you you know go up in front of him and say, uh, "Can you just tell me how long this is going to be in jail?" No, not right away. I'll do right. that during sentencing. <laughs> I've got uh, some some things I'd like to you know try now, first. Now you didn't invite anybody to accompany you, did you? No, I, I don't need the, uh, the, the the so you don't the want anybody to record crew. Uh, you, you know, putting in, uh, you know wearing. So you don't want any support. You don't want anyone to record the trial or maybe anything next like time. That. All right, more coming up here, 800-259-9231. You can be here in New Hampshire and not have anybody's help if you want, uh, like Marcus. Go it alone there, buddy. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You may, of course, take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The website's features include a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. W-I-K-I wiki dot freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls, and we'll go to Captain Ned listening in Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Captain Ned. Hello? This doesn't sound like Captain Ned. Hello? Do we have Captain Ned in Florida? Captain Ned going once? Captain Ned going twice? I don't even know who that was. I don't have a female name on my call list here. Let's try Frank instead in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Frank. Hey, What's Frank. on your mind tonight? Good. Well, you know, it was funny. Uh, not last night, but the night before. I think I was your last caller about bin Laden, why I don't believe they got bin Laden now, that he's actually been dead since 2001 to 2002. Mm-hmm. There's enough evidence, but what I find really interesting is the parallels of Bill Clinton losing the first, first uh, uh, F-117 stealth fighter in Bosnia that was actually uh, shot down at relatively low range, and then losing the new uh, stealth helicopter in, uh, in uh, outside of... Uh, Islamabad, uh, just uh, over the weekend. Uh, I heard something about that. They had some st- stealth copter that went down, right, due to some that's sort correct, of error? That's correct. It looks like they were able to reclaim it, at least on the news today. It showed the uh, Pakistanis uh, getting the parts together, and I'm sure they'll be sending that off to China very soon to be, you know, <laughs> looked look at, at and studied. Uh, but what I wanted to say is that, frankly, I don't believe Obama. Everything he has said in the political campaign... Uh, we would have single-payer health insurance, uh, on and on and on. Uh, everything he's done is quite the opposite. So I think when he says he got bin Laden, you can believe it. I believe it's the opposite. You really can't believe it. And uh, I'm wondering what happened to the, uh, uh, especially now, supposedly bin Laden's daughter witnessed the uh, assassination uh, over the weekend. What happened to her? Where is she being held? Is she being held in Guantanamo? Uh, oh, no, no. You know, They're not going to hold the mother and the daughter because obviously the information that they would get out of them would be of no use. Mm-hmm. Because the information they would have got, got out of Bin Laden wouldn't have been worth it. Uh, or so so many people that defend the assassination of this uh, unarmed guy. I'm I not saying he's a, he's a good man. I'm yeah. just saying that they're claiming <laughs> that, oh, that, that there's, no, there's, no, there's no value to this. No big deal. Just riddle him with bullets. 
Well, you know, I remember back in uh, 90, in August of 90, when the uh, when one of the, the, the niece or the, the daughter of the ambassador from Kuwait to the United States, one of the Al-Sabahs, testified before Congress saying that she was a maternity nurse in the ward, uh, in the hospital ward, and that Iraqi soldiers were bayoneting babies in incubators. And I remember... Totally Bush, false. Yep. Correct. Totally false. In fact, Hill and Knowlton, the firm that handled the public relations to get us into that war, got away with that. But the point is, that was perjury. That was a high crime. That was sort of the kind of uh, stuff, you know, that uh, we sort of have been getting used to. And all I can say is this. I believe everyone who mentioned that... Uh, Osama bin Laden was killed in either December of 2001 or uh, the autumn of 2002 is dead, including Benazir Bhutto, who actually uh, had the DNA uh, material provided to the head of the CIA and to Tony Blair's number two man. So, I mean, everyone knows that Osama bin Laden was, in a sense, dead before that. But by keeping the myth of bin Laden alive, we were able to squander trillions of dollars on these useless wars, and we've kept the war machine going. Well, okay, and Frank, I see where you're coming from. Like, I, for instance, did not want to go out on a limb and say whether he was dead or not, or when he died, or you know, if he died in the beginning of the decade, or now. But there are reports saying that his wife or his uh, 12-year-old daughter saw him executed. Are you saying that those know? are what falsified? Right. What What do we know about the daughter? We've never heard of her. We We know that Osama bin Laden had two wives. Now it appears that he had six or seven. Or whenever a family would have a uh, have to show bin Laden gratitude, they'd give him a daughter to marry. I mean, a lot of this is fiction. Right. How, and how much... I believe that that Osama bin Laden's body was actually sent back for burial in Saudi Arabia, and that one of the brothers actually picked up the body within forty eight hours of the death. And also having a PhD in comparative religion. Uh, there's no such thing in Islamic burial practice where you bury the body at sea. That's completely yeah. erroneous. In yeah. fact, That's the uh, Islam sad. follows the same rules of the Orthodox of Orthodox Jewry or the ancient Israelites, whereby the body is uh, buried by the next sundown. Mm. So you know this whole thing. It's buried in land without any organs taken out, and it's wrapped in linen. And there's a whole there's a whole procedure. So all of this stuff strikes me as incredibly fictive. Or, you know, as a matter of fiction. And remember, think of Jessica Lynch, the story of Jessica Lynch. It was a complete fabrication. Yeah, and we know right. that Jerry Brookhammer, uh, the creator of the Superman movies, the big Hollywood producer, actually orchestrated that whole narration and that whole event. Well, the problem so, here, let's Frank, be is... Honest. We're talking about trillions of dollars, but it shows me how... Uh, Osama, uh, excuse me, how uh, Obama is actually out on a limb because all of the newspapers, including the Washington Times this weekend, proved that his long-term, uh, long, a long-form birth certificate was a fraud. Thank you, Frank, no, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. You know, I, I think that the, the problem here is I don't know what to believe in this story, and I agree that there's a lot of loose ends, and this is screwy. And they've changed their story a few times, too. Right, and I, right. Don't, I don't like being treated like I'm some kind of dope, and that's how I feel the government's treating us. But, uh, you know, it, I don't think it it's, it's difficult being in my position. I'm suppo- I have to deal with facts, and in this circumstance, the facts are so muddy that I'm really left with just sort of the majority opinion, and the governor and the government's story is going to end up 
being the narrative that people generally believe. Clearly, in. they do. Yeah, and, and they're the, out in the, the streets fir- partying over it. Yeah, the first photo of him allegedly was totally photoshopped. They, yeah, sh- they show that. And then now they're saying, well, we have the photos, but we don't want to release them because we don't want to inflame people, which which is valid if that were indeed true. But so we're not going to show them to you because we don't want to inflame. Right. As, the, the as, though some, as though they haven't been inflamed, the people as though the people who would be inflamed by the photos being released have not already been inflamed by the fact that Obama gets up and pounds his chest on behalf of how great America is for killing this man. Yeah. And then you've got college frat boys in the streets uh, part partying and chanting USA and chanting yes we can as though that's not inflammatory enough that the picture would somehow be the icing on the cake i suppose the blood, straw that broke blood, the camel's blood, back blood and guts are are definitely more uh, persuasive all right i'll tell you what here uh, there's a little update on this uh, osama bin laden situation we of course told you that the government had sh- changed their story uh, last night to that osama was not in fact uh, armed Mm-hmm. And now there's a little more detail that has come out as well. Like we also mentioned that he did not hold the woman uh, as a human shield. That did not happen either. So there's a little bit more detail coming up that uh, we'll share with you. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those. freetalklive.com features, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see them. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? And take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value will only grow with time. Learn more. Visit WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. All 800-259-9231. Let's continue. I think Captain Ned is back here. Uh, We had some phone issues before. Captain Ned in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello there. Gentlemen, thanks for having me aboard. No problem. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm calling about that lady from California. She was talking about the pullovers on Ventura Boulevard. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, everything, whenever you're pulled over, I mean, this is very simple. Whenever you're pulled over, the officer stops your car with the lights. He walks up. He says, let me see your driver's license. That is all you have to give that officer. 
If Usually they want out, registration as well. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. He can, he can ask for that, too. Frequently, they and also want point. proof of insurance as well in many states. Yeah, 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 okay, you're, you're right, Ian, 100%. Okay. But after that, anything he asks you, you just say, oh, he asks you where you're going, say, officer, what is your probable cause for stopping me? Mm-hmm. Probable cause is the facts or circumstances that would lead a reasonable person to believe that a crime has been or is about to be committed. Right then, when you ask him, what is your probable cause, Everybody but Barney Fife knows what that is. Anything he asks you after that is fruit of the poison tree. He is not allowed to search you. When he asks you for your cell phone, you're an idiot if you give him your cell phone. He has to have a warrant to get that cell phone. Yeah, that's a okay. great. That's a great point. Uh, and also, a lot of people will say yes to a search. So when no, the they're, case, they're idiots. They're, well, I mean, you, you they're just uninformed. Do I don't know if that means they're idiots. Well, or... you, I'm sorry. <laughs> But you're right. Ignorant. If you, if you hand him, yeah, very much so. If you hand him your phone, you deserve to go on that fishing trip with that officer because that's all he's doing is fishing. Yeah. And when he asks you, you know, uh, where are you going or, well, you know, what are you doing tonight? None of those questions are applicable. He cannot ask you those questions. You just say, officer, I'm. I'm am I free to go? I, yeah. Am I, am I being absolutely. detained? Absolutely. I, unless you're going to arrest me, I assume I'm free to go. Otherwise, call a sergeant. I'm exercising my Fourth Amendment right. If you want to look at anything, you need a warrant signed by a judge. Very simple. I like it, Captain Good Ed. Are... Good advice. Good advice. Thank you, gentlemen. And hey, anyway, Osama bin Laden has been dead for years, gentlemen. Thanks for I the call, that I do appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Here's the uh, update that I mentioned about the Osama bin Laden situation. Actually, just a few more thoughts first, though, on the police situation. Yes, uh, Captain Ed is absolutely right. You are under no obligation whatsoever at any time to answer the questions of the police. But it can be very difficult to do this. I mean, even those of us who are more active than the average person and maybe have more experience in talking with the police, sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard for me to avoid answering their questions. Uh, You really have to have the presence of mind to remind yourself that you don't have to answer these things and that if they do ask you a question, you could either just be quiet or ask them a question in return because he who asks the questions is winning. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that we're, you're just sort of, uh, you know, they, they catch you off guard. They mm-hmm. use the power of authority intimidation over you. Tactics. Intimidation. Um, you know, that's the that's the tactic. And honestly, you know, other than sexual advances, they can pretty much get away with doing anything without anybody saying anything to them. Well, they can get away with sexual things, too. They, they, they can, cases. but if they get videotaped, they're going to really get in trouble. That's true. So don't... Except uh, you don't have to answer their questions. Ask your own questions in response. Uh, and, of course, the two of the most powerful ones are, am I free to go? Am I being detained? And just continue asking. I mean, if you, if you can ask nothing else, if you can think of nothing else to ask, just asking those two over and over again wouldn't be a terrible idea. Uh, getting it on video certainly helps. And what he's talking about there, uh, what Ned was pointing out about the probable cause and any questions you ask in this manner – is is likely to throw a cop off his game to some extent because they're not used to people asking them questions beyond what you pull me over for. Uh, they're they're used to people answering. They're used to people being docile and obedient and doing whatever it is they're told. When you start to non-cooperate, when you start to question, that throws up a red flag for that cop saying, whoa, this person may actually know what they're doing. 
This person may actually know their rights. They may be familiar with the law. They may be I may be stepping into dangerous territory. The cops, they want they're bullies in many cases. Some of them are nice guys, but a lot of them are bullies. And they want to pick on the easy marks. They want to pick on the people that they know that they can just roll right over top of and get away with uh, with abusing them and get away with ticketing them and get the plea bargain and all that. If you are a hard target, you are that much much more likely to be left alone, I think. I think it's important to you know stand on your rights and let these people know that you're not going to be pushed around as easily as the average person. And I think Captain Ned's tips are, are very good. And never consent to a search. Never give them consent to a search. Yeah, there's there's just really not a good reason to do that. Let's continue with your phone calls here and talk to Dan listening to XM's America's Talk. By the way, XM and Sirius having a major channel restructuring today. Our America's Talk, Talk channel has jumped from channel 158 to 166. So just a heads up for all XM subscribers that didn't already hear about that. Dan, uh, you're in Washington. Are you there? Damn. I think you've got the wrong person. Uh, this is Chris Indicator. Chris Indicator. Well, that's a long way from Washington. Are you listening on XM, Chris? Uh, uh, no, sir. Listening on WBHP. WBHP. Excellent. Go ahead with your thoughts. Decatur, Alabama. Go ahead. Hey, uh, good uh, show. I've recently just started listening to you, and as a recovering police officer, I agree mostly with what y'all had just talked about. Mm. If you agree mostly with what we say, you're a dissident, sir. <laughs> well, what do you mean by re- <laughs> what do you mean by recovering police officer? Well, I was one for about nine years, and I uh, decided that uh, working for myself in my own private industry at my own place with no commute is uh, a lot more lucrative, a lot better. Uh, you could barter more. You could uh, do things a lot easier than having to work for the state or the government. Yep. You know, that's what I call service, is getting out there and starting your own business and, and making some people happy. Thank you for your service now. Well, thank you. Hey, um one thing, too, as far as being a hard target as a cop, a lot of these guys, when they do detect a hard target, you know, you pull somebody over for whatever. Most cops, well, I'm not saying most, but a lot, once upon a time were bullies in school oh, or yeah. were bullied in school. Correct. So the ones that were bullied in school, they're going to make, you know, like you're not going to do that to me no more. They tend to get a little bit rougher. So, you know, I agree with what you said. You know, know your stuff. And uh, the information you all put out is on the money as far as dealing with some of these jerk cops. Mm. But Thank anyway, you what I was, what I was calling about um, is more of a comment than anything. Today, I'm just so sick of people in the state, meaning the federal government or wherever, telling me that uh, really I don't need to see a picture. Uh, shouldn't we be telling them what we want to see instead of them telling us? <laughs> we should, you know, but I, I think it's. I think we're so far past the government of the people that I, I just don't think servant, it matters anymore. The yeah. servant government. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I, I totally agree. That's another reason I work for myself and not for uh, the government of any type. Good on you, and, Chris. Uh, and, uh, but uh, what, well, the way I look at it, each individual has got to take a stand freedom-wise for he, he and himself in a small area. Like me, is working for myself, flying under the radar, doing what I can activist-wise maybe in the local community. I don't need to save the whole country. I just need to save a little bitty piece of Absolutely. It. I think that's the right perspective, and I thank you for the call, because if you try to focus your efforts too widely, then just be wasted. 800-259-9231. Chris, I appreciate hearing from you tonight. And don't hesitate to call us again on the, into the future, especially if you've got comments on the uh, police situation. Just enough time for your thoughts coming up. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts here at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there if you like the show. Want to help support Free Talk Live? You can learn how to promote the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and you'll get a whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the world, uh, across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to uh, promote.freetalklive.com to learn about how you can do that. That's promote.freetalklive.com. All right, we're going to try Dan again here, listening in Washington. Obviously, a phone mix-up earlier. Dan listening to XM's America's Talk. Hello, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? I I just noticed, uh, especially today, when they were coming, they've been coming out hard against uh, conspiracy theorists. And I've just noticed that they label everyone like a truther, a deather, a birther. And really, they should just answer the questions. <laughs> you know, if the government and the media would just do the job and answer people's questions, there wouldn't be all these, you know, people questions. So well, the like government just answering the questions, they they call you a name, they label you, and make you seem like a weirdo. Yeah, you know? I see. I see where you're coming from. Of course, the government people have no obligation to answer any questions. They have no obligation to provide you with any manner of service uh, whatsoever. Um, so, and besides that, even if they answer the questions, the conspiracy, the true conspiracy believers, like the true believer conspiracy theorists, will always have a conspiracy theory. It doesn't matter how many questions are answered. Right. I think that, that with the nine eleven uh, situation, so the uh, the truthers, uh, you know, maybe the questions haven't been answered to their satisfaction, but uh, you know, popular oh. science did something. Uh, National Geographic has done things. I mean, there there have been all kinds of media. They're just all part of the new world order Mark. that have tried their very best to explain what happened they're all in on it on september 11 2001 and certainly we won't know all the facts but they tried their very best the birth situation i agree barack obama acted like a flaming jerk for not showing his uh, birth certificate if i was running for office and somebody questioned my authenticity i'd shake the little yellowed copy with the funny stamp thing on them and say look Here's my birth certificate. I'm qualified. And anybody who doesn't do that, as far as I'm concerned, is treating you like you are beneath them. And it's pretty obvious that they want to stir things up. This long form clearly has some problems, uh, mm-hmm. at least from what I've seen on uh, you know, them deconstructing it on the Internet. I don't know everything about it. I could care less whether he was born in Hawaii, Bangladesh, or the North Pole. It doesn't matter to me in the slightest. He couldn't care less. He couldn't What's care. what I say? You said I could care less. I could care a little bit less. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so I mean, to, to me, that's a it's it's a moot point. But the fact that he won't show it that I mean, it's the one qualification for the job besides getting fifty one per you know fifty plus one percent of the the vote in the the fifty states or whatever. 
The other thing that doesn't make sense to me is that he spent roughly $2 million defending himself in legal actions uh, from people who wanted to see his birth certificate and he wouldn't show it. So if he really had it all this time, then why didn't he just show it and save himself all that money? It all seems like a big waste of time and effort to me. But go ahead with your thoughts, Dan. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I mean, the more I look into the 9-11 thing, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of experts and people out there and there's a lot of even the 9-11 Commission said there was cover-ups going on. So, uh, But, yeah, and then, I mean, even the picture, we have a Freedom of Information Act. So, you know, we can sue them for this information. It's going to take a while, but Obama's denied a lot. From what I heard, he's denied more Freedom of Information Act requests than any other president. So, Yeah, this, this, the, the, the president that ran on transparency is the least transparent president we've had in a very right. long time. Shocking. Thanks, Dan, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Jeff, listening also to XM's America's Talk, XM 166 now. Uh, Jeff in Utah, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Jeff, what's hey, on I your wanted, mind? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about TSA. Uh, a year ago or so, I was back in Washington, D.C. for a funeral. Uh, lost a son, and uh, yeah. we are having a funeral. Jeez. Back, uh, back there, and then a burial at Arlington. Well, after that was over, we uh, we were going to get on the plane and fly back home. And I have uh, another younger son who's sight and hearing impaired. And anyway, there was a problem at the airport. One of the TSA guys was kind of uh, roughing him up, and uh, because he couldn't follow instructions, he couldn't hear him, he couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So I kind of intervened, and they started roughing me up, and. Uh, you know, pushed me around, and, and uh, you know, I was kind of kind of upset. And I said, "Look, we're we're not we're not going to fly. We're going to leave. I'm not going to. Wow. I, I, I'm leaving." And they said, "You can't leave." I said, "No, I can leave. Are you arresting me? Am, am I being detained? Mm-hmm. I want to know the charge, and I want to talk to your supervisor, or we're leaving." And the guy said, "We're going to have you put on the no fly list." You know, you're behind me. I'm already on the no-fly list. What do you mean, he says? I said, I just put myself on. Now let me leave, all right? If I'm not arrested, then let me leave. I've changed my mind. I'm not going to stand here and have you molest my child. Let us go. And uh, Good for you. finally, finally they, they, they more or less threw us out of there, and we had to charter a plane to get home. Kind of wow. expensive, but we were Jeez. able to. And we got home. But I've heard more and more over the last year. I thought I was a weirdo for being defiant. Uh, I thought I was the one who was in the wrong. My wife kind of thought I was the one in the wrong. But as time goes on, I hear more and more and more stories of other people. Um, I've sat on this for a year. Domestic air travel... Domestic air travel is down almost 30%, as is international air travel. So you could just say air travel in this country is down almost 30%. The, I mean, you could claim that it was 9-11, but it's actually decreased since the um, institution of the TSA also. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly there are some people that wouldn't fly after 9-11 because they were scared. You'd think they'd be over that by now. Oh, definitely. And that this 30% to me is at least in large part due to the TSA and it's, uh, you know, just hassling people. Yeah, you're not a weirdo, Jeff. Uh, you're doing you the right thing. You can imagine what it's like being a rape victim well, and then being I, um, know, molested I, by these people. 
the thing that's troubling me is what's going to happen next. Uh, you know, is it going to be at the uh, at the train stations? Yes, they're already doing the... that. They, they've already rolled out uh, roving what they call the Viper Team. Mm. Uh, they are going to randomly going to cha- train stations and Greyhound bus stations. We've also heard stories of Greyhound buses being pulled over and searched. Uh, so these things are already occurring, and it is just going to be a matter of time before it expands out on a more permanent basis. And also, you'll likely start to see more checkpoints in the streets as well with texas uh working on a bill to uh to to authorize id checkpoints Uh, and it's not not just dui checkpoints anymore used as an excuse to do an id check this is just going to be an out and out uh, papers please kind of checkpoints so uh look forward to more of that coming soon well i lived in paraguay for a while so i guess i'm up to speed on third world living so i guess we've gone to there huh it's coming thanks for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you okay so here's the update i i promised uh from lourockwell.com about the osama bin laden uh, murder of a few days ago there are no bullet holes in the room where the unarmed bin laden was gunned down we know that the government has admitted that he was unarmed when at first they said that he was armed that he had an ak-47 that's not true he was unarmed according to the government now and Obama had said that Osama was was killed after a firefight, but according to the people that have uh, apparently checked out the the property, there's not really any evidence of a firefight. So I mean, the, the, like it's not like you think there'd be bullet holes everywhere with a yeah, firefight, yeah. right? But do you really think the president is lying on purpose? I mean, he's just reading what what he gets in front of him off his teleprompter. They sat there and watched the video on top of these uh, seals' helmets. Well, they say they did. He did. There's video of them watching the video. He didn't live in luxury, by the way, and that million dollar <laughs> mansion turns out to be a moldy, run down, two hundred fifty thousand dollar place at most, and unair conditioned. His unarmed wife, who the Cheney trained seals also shot, is now in a Pakistani hospital. But the U.S. is demanding to interrogate, i.e., torture her. Yeah. Now, why would they want to interrogate her if uh, Osama bin Laden wasn't worth? capturing alive to interrogate why would they want to interrogate her surely if he's a terrible if he's not worth interrogating why would she be so far the pakistanis are saying no will the u.s also seek to kidnap his 12 year old daughter who saw her father and brother executed so she so is the claim at least surely much valuable evidence can be gleaned from her even if she does die under questioning no worries she's a subhuman oh and now we're told that the rich bin laden had a laughable 750 in euros soon into his clothes Does that mean it was in his pocket? Along with two phone numbers, which he couldn't memorize. Also, there were no weapons at all in the entire compound, as it is being called. Hmm. Updates from uh, LouRockwell.com. So there's a little bit more information for you. Apparently, it really wasn't a firefight of which to speak, it except, was, for, the, by the, way, except the, for the the Marines or whoever, the, the Navy SEALs, putting bullets into bin Laden's right. chest and head. And that's what they, um, they, they, the one thing they don't mention in this article is that they went in, admittedly from the White House, went in under a kill order. Not to mention the other three guys they iced on the lower floors as well. So they just shot everybody that was male there. Pretty much. And they shot uh, his wife in the leg, apparently, as yeah. well. Uh, so, we're out of time tonight. It's Vinny in here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Back tomorrow, online in the meantime, at freetalklive.com. <laughs>